Eagles Entertainment. Today's podcast is presented by Xfinity. Supercharge your screenplay with supersonic Wi-Fi from Xfinity. Enjoy breakaway speeds, power your whole huddle of devices, and help keep your home team safe with online security. Unbeatable internet from Xfinity, made to do anything so you can do anything. On Wednesday, October 5th, Eagles players spoke to the media. First to the podium, center, Jason Kelsey. Hmm. He does. What he does in documents. It's a living. Hey, somebody's got to do it. <laughs> What's your favorite thing about doing the podcast? What do you really like about it? Just talking to my brother. You know, I think um, in the span of a season, obviously, you get, you know, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, in past years, we don't really do a great job of keeping in touch. So, uh, you know, obviously being able to do this once a week, like, forces us to kind of keep in touch. And um, it's been really fun just from that perspective. plan what you're going to talk about? Or are you just sort of wing it? Or how do you do it? Uh, well, I mean, we have a whole production team and, and group that really helps us out for the whole show. Um, you know, there are things that, you know, that we want to talk about and they can help us fill areas that, you know, maybe we um, don't have guidance on. Um, so I think that between that, we kind of figure out a way to talk for an hour or an hour and a half. And that's about it. Surprised how well it's been received? Yeah, I'm surprised that. Um, yeah, I don't know what we. I didn't really have that many expectations going into it. I think, but um, I guess I'm surprised because I still feel like we're not very good at it. So the people that are listening to it is good. Uh, I think um, had our first guest this week, Paul Rudd. And man, kudos to you guys. Interviewing people is not easy. It was a very, like, I'm supposed to try and make this thing feel like a conversation and make somebody comfortable. And I feel like I was just, like, not very good at it at all. It's a surprise for my brother. So the whole burden was on me to, like, kind of set the stage. And uh, Paul kind of saved the day by just being the charismatic guy he was. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm quickly realizing that that might not be as easy as. Uh, <laughs> Maybe it, it, other uh, people make it look. Well, I've listened to a couple of them, and I think one of the keys to the success is you guys are just yourself, you know what I mean? Like, right, yeah. It's just natural. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're just talking ball. I mean, obviously, there's a lot going on with football right now, so there's plenty of football to talk about, and, you know, we know a thing or two in that realm. And, um, and then outside of that, you know, this is, yeah, we're just trying to really just capture how my brother and I talk to each other regardless if the camera's on or not, which I think is what people have said they like a lot. Hey, Jason, uh, for, for all the conversation we have about Jalen, uh, yeah. we don't talk about his, his football IQ quite as much. I was wondering if somebody you know, has obviously a lot of film sessions with him, things like that. Could you kind of take us inside to help shed light on, on where he is and, and that? Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know uh, much about, like, the passing concepts and things like that, like, my football IQ in that realm was pretty low. Uh, but in terms of the run game adjustments, the kills, uh, getting to different plays at the line of scrimmage based on what the defense is in, uh, you've seen him mature and get better and better at that. You've seen him be more confident in making those adjustments when he does see them. Um, you know, I think that obviously as he's had more experience and more, um, uh, more just film study throughout the course of the last – two and a half years, uh, you're seeing a guy that really um, is confident to make those changes and get us into plays that are conducive.
Jason, you, have you had a chance to think about how quirky the schedule is? Like, you're seeing Zach Ertz this week. You saw Doug Peterson, Carson Wentz, maybe Jason Peters. Yeah, I guess it just hit me when we were talking. I think I saw, like, a soundbite from Zach. I'm like, that's crazy. You know, we're seeing Carson, Doug, and Zach all right there. And then I didn't even think about JP next week, which now obviously will happen. So, yeah, a lot of former players and teammates. I mean, I, I feel like, um, you know, at this point, when you've played as long as I have, you every week you're kind of facing somebody that you have, like, some type of history with. Uh, it's, it's rare that you're playing a team that you don't at least know, like, a coach or a player at this point that you played with. But the fact that it's, like, you know, four guys that were such, like, a huge part of our organization and team and, like, back-to-back-to-back-to-back weeks is uh, – um, that's definitely unique. Jason, you played on some great offenses, 2013 and 2017 specifically stand out. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you look at what you guys are capable of this year and you look at some of those great offenses you've played on, um, I, I don't want to ask you to compare, but just where's the ceiling in this group? And, um, you know, do you think this could potentially be a group that's as explosive and consistent as those? Yeah, um, that's a great question. Uh, I think. Uh, just from an offensive line perspective, I think that the 2013 and 2017 years, we had really, really great offensive line um, that stayed healthy um, outside of Jason Peters going down in 2017. So, um, you know, I think that, you know, the offensive line can, won't necessarily win you a lot of games, but it can lose you a lot of games and it can kind of derail an offense if it's not intact. Um, but I think if we, you know, we also had good depth on the offensive line in 2017, which I think we have here. Um, and I think uh, skill position-wise, yeah. I don't know that I've been a part of a receiving core as dynamic as this. I mean, between uh, all three receivers, between, you can add in Zach Pascal with that too. You, get, you add in Dallas Goddard, the running backs that we have. I mean, there's – there's quite a few playmakers on this offense. And then the quarterback and his abilities, both in the pass and in the run game, uh, there are a lot of things that we can do. And it's um, – I would imagine that's hard for defenses to stop. So, yeah, I think if, um, you know, we stay healthy and we stay working hard, um, I think that, yeah, we can, be, we can be just as good, if not better, than those years. With respect to Jack um, at left tackle, I know – like it's a little antiquated to say that left tackle is, is so much more important than right tackle. But uh, yeah. like athletically, aside from playing a position he hasn't played a ton, what, what allows him to get the job done there? Well, you know, I, you know, if you're going to play tackle in the seat, you've got to be able to block in space. You've got to be a good athlete. You've got to be able to move. Um, you know, and I think Jack has a lot of those things. Um, and he's proven it on the right side. I don't think at this era of football that – um, the right tackle is like this big mammoth guy that can just not have to pass block anymore. I think you have to do it on both sides. Um, luckily, we have a really good one on Lane Johnson. So, But the fact that Jack has done a really, really good job on the right side um, and pass blocking, a lot of times that will transition over and he'll be able to do a great job on the left. Um, so, yeah, between between Jack, between you know, Andre Dillard's getting back and Jordan Mulata, I think – Hopefully this is good news on the shoulder, not as serious as maybe we thought. Um, I think there's a we got a, some pretty good depth there at tackle. Seems like Stout is now getting kind of nationally recognized as one of the best 
position coaches in, in football. Mm-hmm. How can you sort of sum up the the why behind that? Like, what what separates him from? I mean, you know, we we kind of talked about this actually on the podcast just yesterday, but um, Stout's hard to uh, to describe because uh, man, you can't really fully comprehend it until you're in there with him and being coached by him and. Obviously, he's extremely um, knowledgeable, experienced, and um, strategic and able to building a a game plan and something that's conducive for the players. Um, He tells us all week, everything I do is to try and put you guys in good positions to succeed. And he does a phenomenal job of that. and that's one of his strengths. Then another one of his strengths is he's an outstanding technician who understands how to hit run blocks, understands how to teach pass blocking and footwork and all of that. But I, I think probably his greatest strength is his intensity, his passion, and uh, his energy. I mean, I cannot believe um, sometimes it's, it's, you're in awe of how much energy he brings every single day. How much he – like – he just never stops coaching. Guys will joke about it. Other coaches will joke about it um, because it's just so like jaw dropping the amount of endurance he has to coach people. And I think that that's why you see backups go in the game and you play well. You see, like he just can't help himself. It's just kind of like he was made to be an offensive line coach. Um, the hungry dogs run faster. Like all the little quotes. Um, doesn't even need to say him. He just lives them. Uh, you know, when you're in the meeting room with him, you better be there. If you're not there, he's going to ask you a question. Cold call him. That's like his signature. He's going to just spot up. And if you don't have it on the on your tongue, ready to go, he's going to be ripping you. And um, you know, I think he gets the most out of every player who has ever played for him. Uh, and that's usually the mark of a pretty darn good coach. I think he could be. I mean, I don't – I think, to me, a good head coach – I mean, it, a lot goes into being a successful head coach. Um, but I think uh, the most important thing in my mind as a head coach is, um, you know, you're the, you're the leader of the whole group. You're the, you're the manager of the whole team. Uh, it's your job to get the most out of everyone, coaches, players, um, and to facilitate that environment. I think Nick Sirianna does a tremendous job of this, but I think, and I think Jeff Stallman would do a great job of that too. I think that's sometimes where organizations go wrong. They, like, they want to hire like, the next offensive genius, the next defensive genius. So that's great. Those guys make great coordinators. But um, you know, the offensive schemers and defensive schemers are not rare in my opinion. The guys that are rare are the Pete Carrolls, the, the, the Bilicek's, the Reeds. Those guys that, I mean, Andy Reid used to sleep in this building. Um, the guys that hold everyone to the standard and, and they live it themselves and they get the most out of their players and their coaches. Those are the guys who end up having careers that last longer than a system that kind of dries up. Um, so, yeah, I think he'd be a great head coach. As far as like Zach Ertz goes, like I know you guys, he talked about it earlier this week and the relationship he has with you and and Lane and Fletch and BG. Um, but when you get distance between you, like he's in Arizona now, do you guys still do you make it a point to get together like 
in the off season at all, or you know how how close are you and, and him? You know, I don't do a great job of keeping in touch with a lot of former teammates. To be honest with you, are you talking about JP and and Ertz and just Zach in yes. particular? We text. Um, I know that he and Julie just had their first baby not too long ago. Really, really happy for them. Um, that was something they've always kind of been on the back burner until Julie's done being the unbelievable soccer player she is, uh, at least for a little bit. Um, so I think, uh, you know, I don't, I, I, for some reason, I just don't do a great job outside of that. Um, but I think when you get opportunities and there's kind of like a, uh, you know, if I know I'm going to be in Arizona and I, Text Zach, right? Or if I know I'm going to be somewhere where somebody else is, you shoot him a text or somebody's coming to Philly. You know what I mean? That's kind of where it happens. Um, but I probably keep in touch with a handful of guys maybe once or twice a year. And uh, Zach's certainly one of those guys. With Landon, um, there have been a couple blocks of his that have sort of, you know, been, been on Twitter this week. So yeah, coming in. should be. Uh, how important is, like, being mean? Do you think? It's a good trait. Yeah, um, everybody needs uh, somebody like Landon Diggerson, and every team does. Um, but I really love when teams have a good balance of all these different personalities and people, and uh, you know, every team needs that—the Bash Brothers or the, the 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 guy that the other team is kind of intimidated by. And Landon, without question, has that ability. So does Jordan Malata at times. I mean, just two big, monstrous men that, um, you know, when they impose their will, it's hard for anybody to stop that. Um, and we've seen this from Landon last year. We've seen it from him all off season with, like, some of these counter plays where he's just completely brutalized an edge player. Um, you know, the physicality and be able to, like, when you need to, uh, let that loose, um, that's a tremendous trait for especially an offensive line to have. It's not – I can talk a lot, but I don't have the physical stature that uh, Landon and Jordan and some of these guys have, you know. And, you know, we had that a few years back. You know, Brandon Brooks certainly brought a level of that. Jason Peters always brought a level of that. Um, you know, on the defensive side, Fletcher Cox has always brought that. Now we're seeing a young kid with Jordan Davis who that's going to be partly his role. Like, you know, these big guys, these, these physical players, that's part of their role. And – um I think Landon embraces that for sure. Yes, John. Yeah, we're gonna keep going back. John was certainly not. Yeah, John, the dirtiest player in the league, who is now in charge of the uh, <laughs> fine system of the NFL. I, I love, I love John though. John's tremendous. Now we'll hear from quarterback Jalen Hurts. Hey, Jalen, how'd you feel the Manning cast went? Uh, were you comfortable? It was a cool thing to do. Um, happy to have, uh, happy they were able to have me on. Um, they been talking about it for a minute. I've obviously, I've had a great relationship with them since I've met them down in Thibodeau, Louisiana. Um, yeah, uh, Cooper, uh, Archie, Eli Payton, I always maintain a great relationship with them. So it's a fun time. You didn't do so a lot of storytelling or anything. There's a lot of three and outs in the game, so I couldn't really, uh, <laughs> okay. you know, they're kind of joking with me about it. But um, it was a fun experience. Um, it's my first time really doing something like that. Your sweatshirt got a lot of attention. What made you choose that sweatshirt on national TV? Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. Um, this summer I bought it, so I wore it. Are you cognizant of people that, you know, hate you or whatever this T-shirt said? I mean, do you wear that then? Uh, the, the 
criticism, I guess. That... Uh, send blessings to everybody. Send blessings to everybody. Um, simple as that. As you guys keep as you guys keep winning and you play well, there's going to be more and more demands, interview requests, TV podcasts, all that kind of stuff. How do you balance that, manage it? How do you deal with all that? Um, yeah, I really try and keep the same mindset and mentality um, with everything, try and be consistent with that, um, really be diligent with it, um, enjoy everything that comes with it, but also stay true to who I am, stay true to my goals, stay true to um, what I am and what I want to be for this team. Um, and, you know, really in all of that, keeping God in the center, um, that's, that's what matters the most, um, not any attention, not any um, notoriety or anything like that, just doing doing this and um, striving for God's purpose for me. He's going for it on fourth down the number of times that he does, and he tells you he's, he's doing that because he trusts you. What does that mean to you from your coach? Yeah, um, I, I appreciate that. You know, that's something that's earned, um, not given. And um, it's a testament to it's a testament to to the football team and, and the offense as a group um, of being able to make things happen. Um, and obviously, I touch the ball every play, so um, I, I appreciate him doing that. You know, and those are pivotal pivotal points in the game. You see throughout the game and even throughout the season that could um, make or break things. So um, you know, last Sunday, this past Sunday, we were able to co- convert a critical um, fourth down. Um, to, to get the momentum going. You had mentioned during that Manning cast that you look at a lot of Tom Brady film. I'm curious, after an extensive study of him, like, what have you come away with? The, what's the takeaway of what makes him great and that you're trying to incorporate uh, into your game? Yeah, I think um, I think I think he he's so great at what he does because he's so consistent and he's been able to maintain that for a long time. Um, and I've mentioned that consistency could breed eliteness um, and I think with him that's that's uh, that's him I have a lot of respect for him um, what he's been able to do um, and, and how he sees the game um, and for me I you know people make the big deal about my ability versus whoever I'm watching um, I, I like to I, I like to watch football I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed with this game I'm obsessed with with taking steps and just growing um, and that 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 knowledge comes from all types of players. That comes from quarterbacks. That comes from running backs. Um, that comes from defensive-minded coaches. Um, that comes from a lot of different individuals. So um, I'm a person. I just want to soak it all in and kind of um, use what can help me. Yeah. One more, one more thing about the, the Manning cast. I think Peyton mentioned, um, you know, there was a play that was kind of like the Delaware wing tee with Tubby Raymond. I was wondering if you'd ever heard of that before, if you know anything about it. Yeah, um, I know that's I know that's in this neck of the woods, um, but I, I really did not know what he was talking about. When I saw that play, I can only remember when I was a kid, I played for the East Houston Aggies. Um, and it's like the first time, excuse me, it's like the first time I'd ever heard of the, the wing T triple option. You know, and um, I remember running that same play, kind of faking the toss under round, um, Underneath counter coming back side, so that's what I was thinking about. It brought back a memory. Was there any in that same vein, Jalen? When you said you like to look at football players, running backs, Zach Ertz is uh, uh, you know somebody who is important to this franchise, your team. Just your thoughts on uh, that reunion? It seems like it's been every week. You had a nice moment with uh, Doug after the game. Yeah. 
What yeah, nah, it's um, I think Zach, um, Zach has done a lot of great things for this franchise, his organization, and even in the community. Um, I have a lot of respect for him and uh, learned a lot from him in terms of his preparation and how he took care of himself on and off the field. Um, so it'll, it'll be good to compete against him, um, but I have a lot of respect for Zach. Jay, how would you say the, your relationship and mutual level of respect with Kyler has evolved um, over the past few years? Yeah, since I was in high school, I always had a lot of respect for Kyler. You know, Texas is a big, a really big state, um, and it's a football state, so it's, that's that's what it is. And um, you know, I, I always, you know, remember him, you know, doing his thing in the DFW at Allen. Um, won a lot. Of, I mean, won every game he played in in high school. You know, what I'm saying that's that's very impressive. And he was able to do great things at OU um, in his collegiate career, winning the Heisman. And, um, off to a great start in his career. Now I'm doing great things, so I have a lot of respect for him. Before that game two years ago, you, I, I, I think you said he helped pave the way for you at OU. Um, your decision to go there, how much of success Kyler and, and Baker before him, how much did that have to do with, with that decision? Yeah, I give a lot of uh, a credit to those guys and Coach Riley. Um, you know, just what he's been able to do at ECU, at Tech. Um, and at Oklahoma, and he's he's doing the same things with Caleb at uh, USC now. You know, um, it, it's it was a it was kind of a collective group effort. You know, and um, I'm fortunate to to have played for Coach Riley, um, and I'm fortunate to have learned, been able to learn um, and watch tape on on the guys before me. That's a high bar to try to hit. Was that was that I don't know if daunting is the right word, but is it a challenge for you? I'm just doing me. Back at your time at the academy when you were a counselor, was there any advice that, say, Archie or Aiden Eli, whatever, that you still use to this day that you think that was like that really helped you out when it comes to your playing your position? Just, just, just to really, um, you know, stay diligent, stay patient. You know, everything is a process, um, and I've always had that mentality. Um, always had that mentality, and I feel like the people that I've been able to be around um, throughout my career. I've I've learned that that was kind of the you know that was the right way to look at it because I, I saw Peyton he saw it the same way um, Eli saw it the same way Archie he saw it the same way um, and it's it's funny kind of thinking it's funny hearing uh, Peyton talk about how important Archie was for him um, because I can call on my experiences you know my my, my father didn't play in the NFL um, I I didn't really have many people that I knew that played in the NFL before me. Um, but just having those experiences, football is football, and just being around the game, and that, that, that holds so much um, value for all of us um, when, when talking about the Mannings and myself. Going back to, uh, two more. to Brady's consistency, do you have a, a sense for how that's achieved, like what he, what he does to, to maintain that? It's just the work. It's the work you put in. Um, you know, I, I value... I value hard work. I value um, being disciplined, um, knowing what my job is, and trying to go out there and do it at a high level, um, on a consistent level. That's that. Those are things that I value. Um, and like I said, this is you know only my second year being a starting quarterback, and um, Brady's done it for a very long time, a very very long time. I mean, twenty. He might have done it the same amount of eight, my age of uh, twenty four years or so. I don't know how long he's been doing it, but. A lot of respect for him. Um, Jack, uh, Jack Crisco uh, and you came in together. Um, he, he hasn't kind of been viewed as a left tackle in the past. What 
what makes you believe he can he can fill that role if he needs to play it like he did the other day? Yeah, he's um he's always been a guy that is kind of like a Swiss Army knife up front, playing guard, playing tackle, playing on, on both sides of the center. Um, so I mean, he, I mean that, that's what he is. You know, I, I made the comment to him after the game. I said that's that's how you come in and play. He said that's what I do. You know, so I have a lot of confidence in, in Jack, um, and, and I appreciate the confidence he has in himself. It comes from the work he puts in. I will say this, too. Um, I didn't get any questions about the Cardinals for real this, this game, so I don't want y'all thinking this is this is a really good team we're about to play. They 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 have a really good defense, disruptive up front. Um, they have speed on, on the back end, so... Um, Let's, let's not set the precedent for that. This is a good football team. Up next, defensive end, Brandon Graham. Brandon, three consecutive weeks, someone on this team has been NFC Defensive Player of the Week. I mean, what does that speak about this defense? Uh, you know what? It's just every working every day. Uh, we're, really, we're really doing it every day. And whoever, anybody can get it on any on any given week, and so that's what that's what's uh, promising for us. I think that um, you know, it's just it's just a confidence that you build over over time as you keep working, um, and that's all we've been doing, just working and making the plays when they come. Speaking of building, this time last year, it was a completely different story on defense here. What is the most impressive thing to you about how you guys have grown over this this past year under Jonathan Gannon? Uh, I think it's yeah, like you said, it's the first year. Uh, everybody's getting to know each other to see uh, who can play what, how they how they handle adversity, how so many different things that happened in that first year. But having a coach for the second year, you don't have to go over some of the stuff that you normally would in the first year. That that kind of takes the time away from you know y'all progressing and getting even better on just even your craft. Now we know what he, what it looks like for him uh, or JG, uh, what, how he wants us to play and, and where he wants us to be. And I think it's, that's a, it's a great thing because, I mean, I, I know that I didn't have to spend a lot of time on what I spent on last year. What's the difference last week it's Trevor Lawrence, this week it's Tyler Murray? Completely different uh, styles, do you think? Oh, yeah. All, all off script this week. What's the difference in preparation? Um, I think it's just we, we just going to play with a spirit. Got to go out there, and we know it's going to be um, extended plays. Uh, we just got to make sure as a defense that we all are playing fast and, and playing to the whistle because this, this he can hurt us. He can definitely hurt us by extending plays, but we got to make sure we're ready to, and in shape to make sure we're running around so that he don't uh, just be running the brown back there and, and getting us all tired. Brandon, you've seen Zach Ertz this week. Um, you know, it seems like every week you're seeing a former coach or teammate. Uh, you know, what, what's your recollections of Ertz when he was here? Um, you know, we know he's a great route runner. Um, he's just one of those guys that um, I know he's not blocking any of us. <laughs> not, 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 no, not to him. But I'm just saying, we know, we know, we know uh, him just like he know us. So, um, but on film, you see they do a little switch up. He blocks here and there, but. Um, I think that, um, yeah, we know Zach definitely is a possession tight end and he's going to go out there and um, run some good routes, so we got to make sure we stop him. What stands out most about the follow-up guy? I was just saying, isn't it kind of strange that you play Carson one week, Doug this week, that Ertz, then maybe Peters next week? Now, no, we, we, we got to, what, what is it, the revenge tour? Because <laughs> I know if I wasn't here, I'd be circling the Eagles if I was playing them for the year. Um, but yeah, I think we we don't we don't worry about it too much. But but you're right. We don't want at the end of the game people coming over smiling at us. You know, hopefully we smiling at them. 
not even teammates with Hassan for a while. What, what stands out most about his pass rush style? Uh, just, you know, he's always getting off. I mean, he's um, relentless just as far as just making sure that he's getting to the ball. And uh, he's good in coverage, too. Like, I mean, it's, he, he's a great two-way player. And um, I'm, I'm just happy on our team. People think about his speed so much, but he's winning with power, too. Yeah, yeah, winning with power and then, you know, uh, just throwing that arm in there to get the ball. Uh, that's that's key because as a defensive lineman, you just, the whole goal is to get the ball. Next, linebacker Hassan Reddick. NFC Defensive Player of the Week. How's it feel? What's it mean to you? Uh, it feels good, you know. Uh, had a really good game, but as I've said before, none of that happens without my teammates, you know, so I'm just thankful for them. Coaches, thankful for them as well, um, and that I was able to go out there and take the game plan and um, go out there and make some big plays for us. This is the first time that a team has had three consecutive defensive player of the week for the NFC since the 2000 fucking years. I mean, what does that mean to you guys, and what does it say about the formidable presence you guys bring to the just that we have ballers everywhere you know what i'm saying like you said uh three defensive players in a row this is our fourth defensive player that has gotten player of the week so it just shows that we have playmakers everywhere uh over the field um i feel like at any week it could be any one of us on defense um that's that's how good i believe that we are jg was talking about your variety as a pass rusher um where is that in terms of your growth? Do you think there's still a lot more to grow there? And what what do you put into that? I do think there's still room for growth. Uh, you know, nobody's at their best. Um, there's always room for improvement. I just hope that I could, you know, continue to do what I'm doing and each week come in and get better. Would that feel like your best game, most complete game as a pro? As a pro? My most complete, you know, I had to, I, I want to say my most complete game is probably a five-side game against uh, the Giants uh, two years ago, but I do, you know, since I've been here, most definitely my most complete game. Speaking of the Cardinals, I mean, obviously you play for them, you know Kyler Murray pretty well, like, what kind of things do you guys have to kind of watch out for? Uh, that, that's the thing about it, you know, we, we, we know who, you know, especially myself, so I'll be helping everybody out with that this week, but, you know, knowing who Kyler is, that he can make the plays, that he can, that he can, you know, use his feet, and he has a great arm. He has great arm time, um, which is undeniable. Uh, but you know, we just need to be ourselves. We need to continue to do what we do and do it well, and that's all. We need to just go out there, be who we are, what we've been putting on tape, continue to be the dominant defense that we've been, and um, not try to do anything. We don't, we don't need to do. Like, we don't need anybody trying to make plays or go be more than what their assignment calls for. We just need to go out there, continue to hold ourselves to the standard, play the same way we've been playing, and um, see what happens at the end of the day. Is your best to your teammates? Most definitely. Most definitely. Uh, you know, just because Kyler's back there, we don't need to get out of whack and start trying to do all these things differently just because of, you know, because of Kyler. Let's just go out there, be us, be who we are, and see if they're good enough to, 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 to beat us when we're at our best or whenever when we're doing our job and we've been playing the way we've been playing these last couple of weeks. How has JG's scheme allowed you to really unlock your skill set? Uh, it, it just it, it allows me to be me. Right? It's crazy. I just talk about being who we are and being ourselves. The scheme, the defense, it just allows me to be me. It allows me to go out there, attack, use my instincts and intuition, my smarts, and, and play ball. Do you think sometimes your power is underestimated? I mean, everybody sees the speed, but you, especially last week, you got some push on guys that mm -hmm. had 7,500 pounds on you. Yeah, most definitely. I think uh, I think a lot of guys think that, and 
you know, when I do put that power out there, when I do get the power rush against them, that's when it, you know, I think it shocks them, it catches them off guard because they're looking and they're like, well, how much power can come out of this 245 body or whatever, you know, whatever they think or, you know, how, how, how strong could he be? And I think when, once I finally get there and I'm able to put my hands on him and things like that, that they realize, like, nah, he's a different guy. How much of your pass rush plan is predetermined? How much of it? is figured out once you realize the tendencies of the O-line. I, I watch the O-line every week, uh, especially the, my main matchup, whoever I'll be going up on the uh, left side. And I build my game plan based off of that. My, my game plan can be different every week, to, you know, as far as what I watch on film and what I expect out of myself on what I think that I'm, you know, what's going to help me make plays in the game. It could change week to week from tackle to tackle. Who'd you learn that from? Uh, that's just I've been doing it, you know. I, I, I'm, I'm not like a traditional rusher, so I've been doing it, you know, based off of what's my skill sets. What do I think of work? You know, what tools do I have in my bag that I can take advantage of to uh, be dominant against uh, against the other guy? Kings try to keep, uh, Kings try to keep uh, Kyler Murray in the pocket. Mm -hmm. Is that kind of, is that sort of been the plan for that? You know, keep him in there? Because he could do more you know, damage unscripted. We, we, we still talking about it. We're still going over the game plan. Um, but like I mean, said, what other teams have done. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we're not worried about what other teams have done. Uh, as I said earlier, uh, it's just really about us being us and going out there and playing to our standard and playing ball the way we've been playing these last few weeks. Is it special to go back to Arizona, you know, and took you and now the player you've become and grown into? No, most definitely. It's always special uh, to go back there. I'm always, I always want to go back there, you know, just to show them, you know, uh, what you guys let go. But I, I just love going back, seeing some of the t uh, guys that I played against, some of the coaches that had real love for me while I was there, and then, you know, of course, some of the fans that had love for me while I was there as well. In the game last year when you went back, um, you coming through the tunnel, what went through your mind? What was the first thing that, that went through your mind? Just don't, don't, don't play uncharacteristic of myself. You know, don't go out there and try to force plays because it's the Cardinals and because I want to, you know, I want to get after those guys. Uh, just let them go come to me. The same thing I'm preaching to my teammates this week. You know, do everything the right way, play within your assignment, and, um, you know, see what happens after that. If memory serves, it was a big game for you, sack and a half, four fumbles, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Uh, so, so what clicked that day for you? Uh, just, like I said, just going out there, rushing, being who I am, and, you know, uh, playing with a high motor. Who are you going to make sure that you say hello to out there? Like I said, teammates that I, you know, teammates from the past while I was there, coaches that appreciated me and loved me while I was out there, um, you know, and hopefully some old friends from the community if they're able to make the game. And lastly, kicker Cameron Dicker. So you're here now. Yeah. What's uh, what's the the few last few months been like for you? It's been good, just hanging out, just kind of waiting, waiting on an opportunity and ready to take one when it's there. What's it been like kind of watching, I guess, the first four weeks and monitoring the situations yeah. around the league? Just watching, hanging out at home, just kind of watching games. Always sucks being at home, but it's good because it gives you a chance to look at what's going on around the league and then give you, make you want the opportunities a little more. Where's home? Austin. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. What is the feeling coming in when you don't know exactly what's going to happen Sunday or what, yeah. you know, what the situation is going to be? No, I mean, it's exciting. Any, no matter where I am, I'm always preparing for a game on Sunday. So even when I'm home in Austin, it's just still getting ready for that Sunday game. Did you know Jake before this? No, no I did not. It's first time meeting him, so nice guy. So that's cool. Yeah. Are there things even you know that you can take from him even after? 
Oh, for sure. This is going to be helpful with him around this year six for him, I think he was telling me today. And so it's going to be cool just listen to him, some experiences he's been through, and just get advice on this whole process for myself. What is it like, A, getting that call, and B, walking into the locker room with guys you really haven't met before, but, yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, here I am. It, it's fun. It's uh, something you look forward to, and so it's a cool opportunity, and now it's just meeting guys, trying to remember names. <laughs> How did this come about? Did you know that you were on their radar? No, no clue. So most teams, you don't really know. You get a call on like a Monday, Tuesday, you fly in, work out, and then they make decisions, so nothing you control. Did you, did you know work out Philly? alone, or were there a bunch of guys? It was just me and Jake. Okay. Yeah. Very what, do you, what do you know about Philly? Not much. <laughs> Not much at all. No. Yeah. No. Nothing? Never been? No, never been. First time. Yeah. What do you think so far? It's cool. Yeah. It's colder than Austin, but like it's fun. It's a good good so far. Yeah. Being a kicker is a little different than another position player. Yeah. How do you stay in shape consistently in order to be able to get the help? Yeah, just kicking three, four times a week, just kind of staying up with it, same way you would during season, and just working out, making sure you're just kind of game ready. What's the process like trying to get used to a holder? For me, it's not really that much. As long as the guy puts the ball down, I I should make kicks, and so the goal is always to make every kick, no matter what. And so, yeah, not not too big a deal. How helpful has Jake been um, in this process? I'm sure it's, it's yeah. a whirlwind. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, today's gonna be first practice, so it's gonna be. I'm sure he's gonna be helping me through everything, and just while he's doing stuff. And so it's just cool to be able to have somebody like that who's gonna be able to just kind of talk me through it all. For more Eagles news and exclusive interviews, be sure to subscribe to all of our Eagles original podcasts, including Eagles Update, Eagles Insider, and Eagle Eye in the Sky.